June 11, 2015. It's a Watt from Pedro's show.
Thank you. 
to friends and companions who have shared with my sister and myself many a happy children's hour. Every evening at lighting up a clock sharp and until further notice in Phoenix Playhouse, bar and conveniences always open, Didlam Club downstairs. Entrancings, gads, a scrab, the quality, one large show. Newly billed for each wicked day perfumers, Sandoz Massinet. By arraignment, children's hours expurgated. Jam pots, rinsed porters taken in token with nightly redistribution of parts and players by the puppetry producer, and daily dubbing of ghosts, with the benediction of the holy Genesius Archimimus, and under the distinguished patronage of their elderships, the Oldens, from the four coroners of Findrius, Murius, Gorius, and Phalius, Messoirs the Coards, Clive Solis, Galorius Kettle, Hobbido Lancy, and Pierre Dussault, while the Caesar-in-Chief looks on. Senate as played to the Adelphi by the brothers Bratislavov, Erkane and Aristobulus, after Humpteen Dumpteen revivals. Before all the king's horses, with all the queen's mums. And word loose over seven seas crowd blast in Kelaline tutors, Slavs and Latin towns in four tumblers, while Farn may call us until Farn may call. The mime of Mick, Nick and the Maggie. Adopted from the Ballymooney blood-ridden mother by Blue Chin Black Dylan, Arthur Way's Big Story. Featuring Glug, Mr. Seamus McQuillan. Here the riddles between the robot in his dress circular and the gagster in the rogue gallery. The bold, bad, bleak boy of the storybooks, who, when the tabs go up, as we discover, because he knew too much, has been divorced into disgrace caught by the Floras. Why for Pedro show? I've been Pedro people. I'm not uh, overseas. That tour is done. Me, Tom, Ronald, Will, we made safe back. The Czech guys made back to their Czech land. Everything uh, we turned into non-tour time. And uh, I'm not with Brother Matt. I'm not at the Love Grotto. I'm here in my own pad. But I do have incredible uh, privilege and honor yeah, Mr. Derek Pyle, uh, via Skype. What town you you in right now, Derek? I'm in I'm in Northampton, Massachusetts, okay. Western Massachusetts. Western Mass. Okay. And uh, through the miracle of those Estonian guys who uh, thought up the Skype thing before the microshite bought it up, but still able to make this happen, we got Mr. Derek Pyle. And, and happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, and your your sample. Of the way words and mean signs recreate in Finnegan's wake. We heard that right after Bye Bye Blackbird, live in Paris, November 17, 1962, John Coltrane, his quartet. Uh, by the way, big respects to Arnett Coleman, who had to leave the gig, you know, 85 though. And I remember me and Raymond seeing him and his son. It was called Primetime, Canardo, and Two of everything, two bass, two trap, two guitars. Shamaladin Takuma broke a string right at the beginning, just kept wailing. Then I got a chance to meet Mr. Onet Coleman. I think it was that 550 Death Star building in Manhattan. He was a beautiful man. He's very kind to me. I think he's out of Fort Worth 
now where are you from? It's where you at? Caravan of Dreams. You got a thing going there. People tell me it still resonates today. So uh, for everybody out there, think of Brother Arnett. is Mechalodia. I remember uh, being at my buddy Dirk's. The guy took the picture of Double Nickels and we were up there dancing in your head. That album. Listening to it over and over again. It was such a mind blow. But then, uh, okay, we started off the show. Mr. Coltrane. Bye bye Blackbird. But then we heard your sample. Now, uh, usually when I have guests on, I ask them about the first musical experience. But I, I, from you, Derek, I want to know your first uh, James Joyceian experience. Okay, my first James Joyceian experience. Um, well, my very first, my very first experience was. Uh, I was in a library one day, and I, I didn't know anything about James Joyce, and I got the idea that, uh, that you know, there might be something worth reading. So I went, and I, I pulled Dubliners off the shelf, and I opened it up, and I found $5 inside this library book. <laughs> and, uh, how, old, and how, old were, how old were you? I was, um, I was maybe 18 at the time. Okay. Still in high school or just out? Just, I think it was maybe my first year of college. Okay. What, yeah. what school? Uh, so that was, but I, I didn't even end up really, really. Uh, what, what school was that, Derek? Really. So I started college at Naropa University. It's a small Buddhist college in, um, in Boulder, Colorado. Um, that uh, Ram Das and Cho Young Trungpa and lots of interesting cats were involved with the, with the starting of it. Okay. Um, and then I, and then I, but when I really got into Joyce was was also through school. I, I ended up finishing my bachelor's at Hampshire College out in Western Mass, not far from where I live now. Yeah. Uh, and I had a, I took a course that was uh, it was pairing Jacques Lacan, the French psychoanalyst, with um, James Joyce. So you'd read Joyce and you'd read Lacan, and they're both maybe as heady and, and out there as you can get uh, for di- you know for different reasons. But you um, read. Uh... Dubliners on your own without any school stuff, right? Just because you found the five dollars. I found the five dollars, and yeah, and I took a, I took a look at it, and I think I read a couple stories. But yeah, because it's yeah, it's a collection of short stories. Yeah, it's a collection of short stories. Um, Get this: when I first saw that story, I mean that book of stories. Yeah, yeah. I fucking thought it was Dubliners. <laughs> yeah, like dub, like because it was. Part of punk movement, Petty Bone turned me on to that, and I, yeah, like reggae or something, like a heavy right, bass right. thing, I, you know. And then he like just said, "Man, it's the name of the town." Then it all made sense. But yeah, what I was such, I'm a slow learner too. Yeah, so I, so I was, I was introduced. I think an encounter, the story in, um, the story in Dubliners that's. Uh, it's about these these couple of these two young boys who skip school, yeah. and um, and while they're skipping school, they go and you know they're just kind of looking for adventure. They're playing, they're pretending to be soldiers running around, and and they end up in this field, um, and they meet this man who creeps them out, and and part of why he creeps them out is because they can't figure out what exactly it is that's so creepy about him. Um, and I think, and and I think, as a reader, you really feel it, it's like you could be reading Stephen King or something. I mean, it's a creep, it's a creepy story. You feel like you're a seven year old kid 
uh, in a field meeting this weird old guy and you don't know what to do or what to make of it or how to get away or what is even going on. And, um, and, and I was blown away by sort of what I, what I saw as Joyce's ability to really make this. It wasn't like he said, oh, this, this guy was creepy because he was hitting on the kids and the kids felt uncomfortable. You actually felt the experience of being a seven-year-old kid you know, in a field with this guy. Um, That's funny because, you know, the book after that, well, a couple, after Portrait of Artist Ulysses, was banned from the United States even though it had no cuss words. <laughs> you know, and finally that's what the judge had to say when he allowed it in. It was in your own mind. So maybe, Miss Joyce, maybe the times too you had to be this way. Uh, I, You know, I still think Machiavelli was using satire. But, you know, I, I wonder about it. So, right now, the reason uh, I got to know you is because you invited me to the celebration of Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. So, so what from this creepy story in Dubliners, <laughs> from Dubliners, did you read Portrait? Did you read Ulysses? Or did you make the leap all the way to Finnegan's Wake? So I read Portrait, and then I read Ulysses, um, and then I knew that I knew that Finnegan's Wake. You know, Finnegan's Wake sort of it seemed like the Mount Everest of books or something. You know, it's like every every. It's a book a lot of people know about, but they know about it as being unreadable, you know, or they know about it as being uh, bizarre. But a lot of folks, you know, I knew that Joseph Campbell was really interested in Finnegan's Wake. I knew that uh, Terrence McKenna was really interested in it. I knew that there were uh, Phil Lash of the Grateful Dad was really interested in Finnegan's Wake. You know, so I, I said, well, if people are in, if these people are into it, the you know, there player, must be something. You're talking cool. about the bass player in Grateful Dead band. Yes. Yeah. But you also said something before this I didn't follow up. Jim Jim Joyce and then the psychoanalysis, this was like a, a class proj? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so this this is the first academic thing after just stumbling on to Dubliners. Right, so this is the first academic thing. And, and what, in the class we did we did portrait and we did Ulysses, and after the class ended I said, Okay, I want more. Okay, and, okay. And I was a, I was like a resident assistant at the time. So one of my the school you know paid me to host events on campus and try and make a good environment for kids living on campus. Yeah. So I said, okay, well here's an event we're gonna do. We're gonna I, I tracked down uh, Patrick Healy is a is an Irish guy who did an audio book of Finnegan's Wake, and um, he reads the entire thing. He read it over the course of three days. Um, Damn. And and it's and you can tell that he was not you know he wasn't taking his time. It's a it's a sort of if it was Dick and Jane it might still be too fast. But uh, it's this you know intense uh, twenty one hour recording of Finnegan's Wake. And I said let's let's have a party. And this the schools you know this was the school gave us some money for food. And we had a school room. And I said let's have a party where we listen to this book straight through twenty one hours straight through. And. Uh, People can come for however many hours they want or 15 minutes or six hours and we'll have art supplies and we'll just uh, hang out and, you know, see what happens. Derek, and, Derek, uh, Derek, what do you mean by art supplies? There was, you know, there was, uh, there was collage and paint and so if you got, if you got inspired here Oh, you in wanted book, people to interpret how they were feeling? Um, there wasn't a, there were no direct instructions related to it. 
So you, you didn't have to take up the art materials if you didn't want them. No, no. Derek, no. can we listen to some more music? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you. Allies, the hills are paralytic just towards Henry Chatty lady, the fable of grasshopper and the ant. Santa Claus, the shame of slumdom. The Roman pontiffs and the Orthodox churches. The 30-hour week. Compare the frisk styles of Jimmy Wild and Jack Sharkey. How to understand the deaf. Should the ladies learn music or mathematics? Glory be to Saint Patrick. What is to be found in a dust heap? The value of circumstantial evidence. Should spelling outcasts in India collecting pseudo? Proper regular diet necessary for If you do it, do it now Delays are dangerous Vitavite, Gavilan, tease it Seize enough Moxuli will be in a split second Per the chancellor of his ex-tickler on do try car kashway shocked oct nigeg for feed begins the feed begins but in mamu wadiva boom Some best you'll die greetings to Pap and Mammy and the older folks below and me and wishing them all merry incarnations in this land of the lively and plenty of preposterous nests. Through the coming New Yorks From Jake, Jack, and little Susie And the babies I mean to Ili plać 
my patch on the cleaner's struggle. I'm two in jail, one of my grandsons in trouble. With my mother and daughter, losing sparkles, and I don't think I like you smiling like that. No, I don't think I like you smiling like that. We love to hate.
it all sometimes to untangle your mind Don't you need something to help you unwind Well, I
we heard Liz Longo's sample of Waywards and Mean Side Mean Sides recreating Finnegan's Wake. Then uh, out of Macedonia, Bernays Propaganda, Adveta anchored down Solunki out of Leeds, England, but I think they're no more. Mr. Tom Tobacco out of Pittsburgh with video warning attempts. Love to hate. Two Car Family. That's a brand new band out of Leeds in England. The Space Pony from Italy, Ravenna. The town they got uh, Mr. Dante's uh, bones. Drive My Car. Go Team Brand New. Did you know? Brother Sam out with a new version. And finally, uh, out of Chicago, the Banditos with Ain't It Hard. Back here with Derek Pyle and him uh, involving people in Mr. Joyce's words, uh, works and words, uh, by putting on this big-ass reading <laughs> at his school for people who live there, I guess, in the dorms. Right, right. And uh, there's art supplies, but you could just listen to a few minutes, the whole 21 hours. Did some dudes do the 21 hours? So me and one other person did the 21 hours. Okay. Um, that was the, you know, I, I said, my friend Marie, Broadway, I said, Marie... Uh, you know, will you do the 21 hours with me? And she said, yeah, we're going to do it. And a number of people did. A number of people did six, eight, ten hours. Your respect. Uh, um, and, I, you know, I was blown away. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was it was like a psychedelic revelatory experience. You know, by the end of it, it was like oh, you oh, did. You know what? I should ask you about this, Liz Longo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me. So Liz, Liz Longo is a New York City artist. Uh, she's, a, she's an artist and an author and also a musician. Um, and Sounds like she's involved with expression. She's involved with expression, okay. definitely. And, uh, and her daughter, uh, Izzy, who's a, who's a high schooler, also, also sings some in her own track. So it was a, a mother-daughter collaboration. Oh, bitchin'. Yeah, and she had a... A, ba- a bass player, um, Leo Traversa, I think is his name. If you know him, he sure. he's a New York City bass player. Sure. And, um, yeah, so Liz is Liz is you know Liz is one of is a incredibly expressive, creative soul, you know. And she yeah, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but people, this is what Derek did. He brought together this proj to celebrate. Mr. Joyce's works on a bridge, the whole thing bridge. being read, you know, no, no reader digest version and people's personal take on this. And what we're hearing here on the show today are samples of this because each one is like two, sometimes three hours long, of course, to get through this, uh, this other cat. I mean, we're just talking chapters. This cat at the event that Derek first put on at his school was 21 hours. <laughs> so some deep love there. So, Okay. What was her name? Maria? Marie. 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 So you and Marie, you, you heard it all. Well, you had to because it was your project. Marie did because she committed. But a lot of people put in big time. What happened after that? So after that, um, you know, immediate, immediately after that, nothing happened. We just, we, we had our minds blown for the weekend and, you know, went about our lives. Um, and then a couple, and then, well, immediately, so then the next year at school a friend and I said let's continue this with other books so we actually we started the bible we didn't end the bible we found an audio version of the bible that was 86 hours long um, <laughs> but we only we only made it through the first 30 so you know we only got so far uh, 
And then, a co- and then for the 75th anniversary of the publication of Finnegan's Wake, which was two years ago, yeah. I decided again with Marie and a friend Jake and Sam and some people I was living with, we decided we were going to host this Finnegan's Wake party again. We were going to listen to the whole audiobook again over the course of you know 21 hours straight through. Um, and in doing that, and this time we weren't in college, so we could you know drink a little whiskey, and it was a little wilder than the first time. Yeah. Um, and doing that, we decided that, or I got the idea of, hey, you know, okay, we have this audiobook version, um, but there's so many different ways you can interpret this to just have one reader is, you know, one reader only with one kind of reading. Um, yeah. There's so many ways you could open up this book. There's so many possibilities. So I said Absolutely. to myself, well, what if, what if you set it to music? And then the idea came to... Uh, you know, so the book has 17 chapters. So I got the idea: what if you gave a different musician, a di- each, you know, each a different musician assigned to each chapter? Right. Uh, and so I put out the word to the Joyce world and and the you know some the music world that hey, uh, we want to let's do this. Let's you know who wants to take on a chapter? And pretty much anybody, you know, there were a lot. There were some there were some well-known Joyce scholars and well-known musicians and whatever that got involved but pretty much anybody who was uh, anybody who was up for the challenge was more or less welcomed um, were you aware of this uh, chamber music proj from a few years ago I was yeah yeah um, and it? I know that you're on that and Mary and Mary Lorson um, she's gonna be in the second edition with you and she was also on that compilation yeah now this was the first I guess poems Jim Joyce ever had published. Yeah. And I got verse 9. And I just thought his music lent itself. So, you know, there's there's a couple recordings of him singing and shit. Yeah, yeah, he was a tenor himself. Yeah, so and you've always, I mean, throughout your throughout your own musical career, you've all, you've always drawn a lot of in- inspiration from him, right? Well, the, all the songs on Double Nickels on the Dime are inspired by. I had just finished it. Wow. And you know, you just Blooms, finished Ulysses. Yeah, Blooms. Yeah, yeah. It's not all the books. It's Ulysses. Uh-huh. That those tunes. But Blooms Day, June sixteenth. It also uh, happens to be Raymond Pettibone's birthday. It's coming up. Wow. Yeah, he's always six months older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I went there for the hundredth. I went to Dublin for three days. I didn't have a gig. Really? Yeah, on the hundredth anniversary. 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet you. Look, it's the end of the first hour of the June 11, 2015 edition of the Watford Pedro Show. My guest, uh, Derek Powell from the Waywards and Mean Signs Recreating Finnegan's Wake Proj. Hold tight for hour two. <laughs> June 11th, 2015, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And here, us then, Finn again, take us softly, remember me, two thousand stee, lips, the keys to given. Away, alone, a lost, 
at last, aloft along the river run, past Eve and Adams, from swerve of shore to bend of bay, brings us by a commodious vehicles of recirculation back to house, castle, and environment. <laughs> Tristan, Violet Amores, forward the short sea, had passing core, we arrived from North Armorica on the side of the spreadgy isthmus of Europe Minor to vilderfight his peninsulate war. To craft Nor had top Sawyer's rocks by the stream Oconee exaggerated themselves to Lawrence County's gorgeous while they went doubling their mumper all the time. Them two bitches ought to be leech camp them, them. Nor a voice from a fire belows mishmish to tough tough toward Petrie. Bohoging and bohoging like a mourner boat. Bohoging and bohoging like a mourner boat. Not yet, though Venison after had a kid's cat button the bland old Isaac. Who have shared with my sister and myself. Many a happy children's Not yet, though all's fair in Venice where so his sisters Ross with Twone, Nath and Joe. Get that fried that bogs the pipes and bag the glory of food. Get that fried that bogs the pipes and bag the glory of food. Brought a pack of Passmouth, had Jam or Shen, brewed by Arclight and Rory End. To the Regging Bro was to be seen ringsome on the Asso face. The fall. Of a once Wall Street old bar is retailed early in bed and later on life down through all Christian minstrelsy. We thought as I was driving a safe, some part of non land wears please, and it was a really amazing I heard zero power as toward The great fall of the off-wall entailed at such short notice the shoot of Finnegan, earth solid man, that the humpty hue head of himself promptly sends an inquiring one well to the west in quest of his tumpty tumptoes. And their upturned pike point and place is at the knockout in the park where oranges have been laid to rust upon the green since Devlin's first loved Livy. Thank <laughs> you.
Watt from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with uh, Mariana Lenari and Sjord Legton. Sample of Waywards and Mean Signs. Recreating Finnegan's Wake. Then we heard some uh, Kraftwerk live on the TV in 1971. Um, and uh, this has got two of the Noi guys. So it's a kind of rare version they only had for a couple of months. Then Deeper D's out of Germany, the fairy tale. Jermata uh, Youth with Serbian Kolo. I think they're Italianos. And Round Eye, City Living. They're uh, expatriates in Shanghai. About Derek Powell, we're talking about Jim Joyce and the road that led up to uh, Waywards and Mean Signs, recreating Finnegan's Wake. In fact, you want to tell me something about Mariana Lenari and uh, Sir um, Leighton? Leighton, yeah. Leighton, uh, sorry. Yeah, so, so Mariana is, uh, she's a Brazilian woman who um, who moved to Amsterdam. So she, she lives in Amsterdam, and that's where Sword lives as well. Uh, and Mariana just finished a master's thesis on Joyce, or on Finnegan's Wake, I should say. And uh, there, and and Sword is a, a performance artist and musician, um, and they're, you know, I think they're they're both nuts about Joyce. And uh, Mariana works; uh, she studies at the University of Antwerp, which is where one of the big, one of the big scholarly hubs for for Joyce studies is. Sure. There's sort of the, there's, you know, there, there's there's a number of academics who are really interested in fitting into wake. And then it's also for, uh, you know, for, a uh, there's also a lot of folks who are not academic who really just gravitate towards this book and who love it. Um, and, and Joyce in general, you know, so it's interesting that, uh, you don't always have that where the, the, you know, where the academics, some, in some, in some cases, it's the non-academics who are making the most, doing the most interesting things related to Joyce, which may, maybe that's always the case. But uh. but what you were doing with it, you put together this website, you invited these people. It seems like you invited a lot of academics. Yeah, some showed up. Um, some, you know, we had, there was a range. You know, it was, it was, it's, I think it's, one of the hopes is I think a lot of people definitely get introduced to, to Joyce through, uh, undergrad, you know, folks that go, folks, if folks study literature, if folks go to undergrad and they study literature, they're likely to encounter Joyce, uh, one way or another. And, um, so one of the ideas was if, if we can get the, if we can get academics on board, then they can be one of the, one of the groups that is sharing this. Cause we decided to, to, you know, in setting Finnegan's Wake to Music unabridged and we made the whole thing creative commons so it would be distributed freely, um, and and I think one of the ideas is a lot of people see Finnegan's Wake as being a really difficult book to get into. Um, so putting it to music makes it, you know, I think it's easier to listen to something bizarre than it is to read something bizarre for a lot of people. Um, and hopefully, you know, various professors or whatever would say to their students, hey, check this out, you know, you know? Um, and and that would be one that would be one way in which the the, the music could live on or have a have a have an impact on people. Very interesting. Uh, let's hear some more music. 
in the Twitter litter between Druidia and the deep sleep sea, when suppertide and souvenir to Charlatan Mall jointly came gently, and along the quiet darkenings of grand and royal, f, f, flitmans flew and k, k, to crept a hedge. Whenas, to many a soft tongue's pocky talk, mood answer, suffer, po Arvanda always acquiescent, while studying castells in the blown and studding cow shots over the Norren, he spat in careful convertedness a mosaic dispensation about his hearthstone, if you please. <coughs> Irish saliva, mushy the hole. But would a respectable, prominently connected fellow of Iro-European ascendances, with well-dressed ideas, who knew the correct thing, such as Mr. Shall We Sigh or Mr. Shall We Laugh, expectorate after such a callous fashion? <laughs> no thank yous. When he had his belcher spucker tuck in his pocket, <coughs> Muse fed with his thockets after having supped of the dish sought and pottage, which he snobbishly dabbed peach bombay. Well, it's rawly only Lucan Pukin pills and pie which she knows, which Senna fed and pibered him. A supreme of excelling peas bawled under Minshog's milk into white malt wine sour. A proviant the little bilker hoarsely relished, chaffet in the sneffle season. Being as fine o it as your rat with fennel. And on this celebrating occasion of the happy escape, for a crowning of pot valiance, this regional platter, Benjamin of Bouillies, with a spolish olive to middle point its zenith, was marrying itself porco grasso, arabesqued very deluxiously with a bottle of Phoenix Brewery 98, followed for second nuptials by a peace porter, Grand Cour, both of which cherished table lights. Though humble, the banquet tis a lee man's farewell, he obdurately sniffed the cobweb-crusted corks. Maybe I should just go get a job So I can pay the rent I 
can can hit. It's a one-year-old show.
too blind to see Destroying things in front of me People stare and ask me Why will I get alive or will I die? I'm going crazy, am I really alive? If everyone follows, will we ever survive? I sometimes wonder if we'll get up I'm going crazy, am I really alive? If everyone follows, will we ever survive? I sometimes wonder if we'll get up I'm going crazy, am I really alive? If everyone follows, will we ever survive? Alive. Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, you just heard Dead or Alive by GGL and the Motor City Bad Boys. Ahead of that was Warblers. Denouement Mix. That's out of uh, Boston. He's the brother Jay Maskus, who lives in West Mass. Uh, nudity ahead of yeah. that. I think Olympia, Washington with the Electric Motions. The entrance band with medicine. Fuck, I can't remember where they're from, but maybe that's good. I like them much. Can Can Heads out of Tampere, Finland. I know that. Just met these guys on tour. Live with fire and breath. Ahead of that was Bulbous Head from Porch. I spaced on where they live too, but I dig them too. And we start off with Robert Amos' sample of his Waywards and Mean Signs recreating Fennigan's Wake contribution. And, uh, Derek Powell, you want to uh, enlighten us to Mr. Robert Amos? Yeah, Robert. Robert is a is a very interesting guy. He's um, he's a well known uh, landscape painter in in Victoria, British Columbia, and um, so he, he's you know he does a lot of works commissioned by the city and and things like that. You know of of Victorian or British Columbia landscapes, and um, he hasn't. Despite being well known for this, he hasn't been so known for his his engagement with Joyce. And he, um, a, you know, a few decades ago, became really interested in Finnegan's Wake, and um, just for his own personal uh, purposes of of engaging with the book, he recorded an unabridged version of himself reading it, um, just so he could listen to it himself. And then after Damn. he did that. He went and spent six years in a recording studio working with somebody to to create another unabridged version of himself reading it, um, and seemingly without without much interest in, uh, or with only a passing interest in the larger world seeing this. It seems like, from my understanding, he did this just just for himself, and he's yeah, also he's a fan, obviously a fan, and uh, yeah, <laughs> interested. But you know, look, this is a man. You know, my take on. Uh, British Columbia, you know, Vancouver, that area has beautiful mountains, water, all that. And uh, so maybe his connect is kind of organic with Mr. Joyce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Joyce himself spent 17 years working on a book that that a lot of people said was crazy or didn't make any sense. And, you know, I think... You, you know, know what I read? Said, you know what I read about, you know, Nora Barnacle, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. The wife, she said he'd be laughing when he was writing this shit. <laughs> so, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, uh, actually, it was serialized to begin with, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It came out in Ezra Pound's. Um, I think it was Ezra Pound's magazine, Transitions, Transition. And uh, so it wasn't the whole kit and caboodle. People were getting it in bits. Right. And uh, remember this, too. I mean, I, th- I think that's the same way with Ulysses, but 
there was nothing to follow up with Ulysses. I mean, in the same kind of like overarching trip, you know? And right, right. He was kind of stuck with that, right? Well, how am I going to follow this up? And uh, my take is, I mean, if you, bottom line, whatever, I hate reductionist, but like Ulysses is a day, one day in the life of a married couple and a young man who ain't. Uh, Finnegan Wake is maybe a, a man and his family. Yeah, there, there's some of that. I mean, I think, I think what's interesting about Finnegan's Wake is it becomes. There is a story that repeats about um, HCE and his family, but I would say it, it becomes. You'll have one page, and on that one page, you could read it as being about a, a story of the battle. Um, of Waterloo and the French Revolution, or it could be about this dude in Dublin Park, or it could be um, a layer of, uh, you know, just language that doesn't necessarily have direct meaning. I mean, I think what's interesting is he was able to he was able to to create multiple meanings together, not where one is the primary and another is the is the secondary meaning, but but all of these things are sort of existing together. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it shares with Ulysses the idea of wanting to try to talk about everything. Right. But grounding it into some very uh, specific things in a way. As as like the solid thing. But I do think there's a family connection. I do know he was he never really had a home. He's living in a suitcase, right, with his family. Right, Must right. It's been very difficult. Oh, yeah. Uh I think he's worried about the future. Maybe some of the kids aren't so healthy in the head. Right. His eyes fail him. There's something he wants to get over to transcend in a, in a strange way. Uh, That's the feeling I got out of it. Also, I think he's having some fun. I think he's having some fun, too, you know, definitely. Like, this is why Nora Barnacle, I think, was <laughs> saying he was laughing and shit. I don't think it was out of spite. I think he was caught up in the trip of it all. Which yeah, is otherwise it's righteous to share with us. Look, we're at the end of the second hour of June 11, 2015 edition of the Waffle Pedro Show. My guest, Derek Pyle. Hold tight for hour three. June 11, 2015. It's the third hour of the Waffle Pedro Show. His propanomen is a propristman. Dustman not named seven churches in the employ of Messrs. Ashburn, Solpet, and Ashraborn, prayer makers, Glintalook, was asked by the Sisterhood the vexed question during his midday collation of lever and buckroom, alternatively with stank and kidney fi in a hash house, and thank Evan responded impulsively. We have just been propagandering his nullity suit and what they took out of his ear among my own crush. All our fellows are the day's sages with Ironer Coleman. He is a cemented brick. Fuck it all. A more nor usually sober car driver who is jauntingly hosing his runabout. Ginger Jane to the strong 
Lori Hoser as he talked, and this is what he told Rewrite Men. Iron Walker is just a plain pink joint reformy in private life. But folks all have it by Bremen's laws, he has parliamentary honors. Ice Kafir said, Monfoy, you wish to add some omelet, yes lady? Good mind labor, your hag, he must break himself. See, I crack, so he sit in the pool. Undempt, a perspirer, over 60, who is keeping up his tennises panted, he no 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 to collect in famidios, but a diff pair flannels climb wall and trespassing on doorbell. After full-blown Braddon here, this fresky tretrella, a railway's barmaid's view, was thus expressed to sympathizers of the Dole Line, Death Avenue, anent those objects of her pity-prompted ministrants to wet man and his siphon, a hymn. It is ever too late to whistle when Phyllis floods her stable. It would be scarlet shame to jail him in lockup, as was proposed to him by the Sedum's creature what mattered what merry tricks went off with his revelher, in connections with a hymn being a northen and enjoining such wicked illeth a well done, Drum Kala Kill. Kitty Terrell is proud of you, was the reply of a BOT official. While the daughters Ben Clutter murmured in unison, Gulforga his jury legs. Brian Linsky, the cub cursor, was questioned at his shouting box, ballin' bragger, and gave a snappy comeback when saying, Pa, once more I'll hellbull. I am for caveman chase and Sahara sex. Burke you. Them two bitches ought to be leashed, cannon. Up hog and whore hunt. Pa, a would-be martyr who is attending on Sanit Acetus, where he is being taught to wear bracelets when grilled on the point revealed the undoubted fact that the consequence would be that so long as Sankya Mundi played his mango tricks under the mystery, with shady aspirus sheltering in his leaves license and his shadowers terrified by the potent bolts of interdiction, there'd be fights all over Cuxhaven. Tosh. Missioner Ida Wombwell, the 17-year-old revivalist, said concerning the coincident of interfizzing with grenadines and other respectable and disgusted Pearsons using the park, that perpendicular person is a brut, but a magnificent brut.
Pedro Show started the second hour off. No, I'm an idiot. Started the third hour off with Greg Nahabedian, his sample of word, way words and mean signs recreating Finnegan's Wake. After that, we had Toby Dammit with Escape from Fire Island, an erotic fantasy. Then we had Zombie Lover, something live from Basho. Oh, yeah, I should say Toby Dammit. He's moving from Berlin to Oslo. And Basho's Hamburg. So, yeah, there's some German things. And then the Orange D Disaster out of Brazil doing Candidate and finally Sex Stains with Crumbs. And that's California. Who gave the, the lady from Bratmobile gave me a, to me at the pop groups. I finally seen the pop group live after all these years. Oh, before cool. this last tour. And it was bitching. So tell the people about Greg. Greg's uh, from the West Mass punk scene. Yeah, so so uh, Western Mass has got a pretty pretty alive and happening um, scene. You know, I mean, certainly we had Dinosaur Junior and uh, Supreme Dicks and those folks back in you know a number of years ago. But there's a lot going on still today. That um, so Greg plays in a band. Greg took on a solo chapter, and then Greg also plays in a band, Derive, um, that you know plays plays around here and also also you know around, they play. A, around the country but uh are, are definitely part of the western mass music scene and uh and i think they did the you know some of the coolest just sort of rocking um balls to the walls finnegan's wake you know out, out of what we've had this this first edition um you know derive and greg that's some of the, that's some of the most sort of just rocking some of the stuff is more is more like an audio book in a lot of ways and this is more like uh the Derive set, especially Greg's a keyboard player, and, and some of that I can hear like Miles Davis's electric band in it. You know, just the way they're they're playing off each other and building it, and uh, really really going for it. It's quite fun. Now you say first edition because you got a second edition that I, I'm going to be involved in. We got a second edition. Now how'd here. that come about, there, Derek? Well, so with the so I put out the word. I said, hey, who wants to set Finnegan's Wake to music? And, uh, and there were so many people that wanted to that we said, well, we don't have enough chapters. Um, so I decided, well, we'll set it to music once on a bridge, so the whole, all 17 chapters, and then get a whole another 17 people to take the same chapters and do the entire book again. So we'll have two, two complete versions. Um, and actually, Simon Underwood of, of the pop group, he'll, yeah. he'll be... Um, Bass man. He'll, he will be in he'll be in the second edition as will yourself and uh, and you you connected me with um, David Kane the, the great producer Kahn, yeah be, yeah he also did the music to Bloom which was a film an Irish film uh, take on Ulysses yeah 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 and Mary Lorson who you're mentioning off the she's on that Fire Records chamber yeah, music she'll be she'll right. be working she's working with our, uh, an author named Brian Hall and they're going to do a chapter together. Oh, great. Yeah, so I think it will be it will be really cool. And I think that's, you know, in Finnegan's Wake, you've got this, there's this idea of here comes everybody. You know, part, right. Finnegan's Wake has 60 different languages in it. And part yeah. of it is about sort of celebrating all the different, all the different ways that different people think and talk and act and all the language and sort of this, uh, you know, like after the Tower of Babel falls and you've got a million different languages and a million different meanings that become possible, that's part of what Finnegan's Wake's about. So to get 
to get 17 different people to work on the book and then get a 17 more to create another version of the book. I think we're, I, I like to think we're living up to part of Joyce's, Joyce's vision of this sort of... Yeah, you, you say it's valid. It's not beating a dead horse. It's not an I Love Lucy rerun. No, no. <laughs> it's actually vamping on the theme, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, okay, uh, let's see here the last chunk of music. Oh, who do you know tonight? Lazy and gentlemen! The echo is where in the back of the woods. Column four! Sean Mac Irwick, brief dagger for the concern of Misters John Jameson and Song, rated 100 and thin per store 100 on this nightly quiz quick quack of the 12 apostrophe, is set by Chocket Mick Irwick. He misunderstruck and aimed for him all of number three of them and left his free natural reposts to four of them in their own fine artful disorder. Number one. What? Second to one, the mither, rector, and Maximus Bridgman's maker was the first to rise taller through his beanstail than the blue gum bow 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 one of the gigantious Wellingtonia Sequoia. Went nudie boots with trouters into a Lafayette when she was barely in her tricklies. Was well known to cloud a conciliation cap onto the asker of his booth. Sports, a chain-ganger's Albert solemnly over his Hollander's epulence, thought he weighed a newton when there fell his first lap apple, gave the heinousness of choice to every knife betwixt yesterdicks and to Mary's, had seven all successive colored saraband maids on the same big white drawing room horthrug, is a Wilberforce to this hour at house as he was in Heather, pumped the Catholic watery and shocked the prodding stung boy and killed his own hungry self in anger as a young man, found fodder for five when Almark and Rose go flooded, went hirish tutors, Cornish made easy, voucher of rotables, toll of the road, bred many-headed stepsons for one leap your year own totter, is too funny for a fish and has too much outside for an insect. Like a heptagon, crystal imprisons, trues and faust for us, is infinite swell in unfitting indiments. Once was he shoveled, and once was he arsoned, and once was he an undered, and she hung him out, Bill Bailey, as a quadrant. In his tile to tell Toller Cat a clog it is, offers chances to long on but stands up to leg before. Found coal at the end of his harrow and moss roses behind the seams, made a fort out of his postern and wrote F A R T on his buckler, is escape master in chief from all sorts of rooting places. If he outherods against Barkers, to the schoolbred he acts wittily, has evacuated at the mere appearance of three Germans, and twice besieged by a sweep. From zoomorphology to omniamnalism, he is broached by the spin of a coin, towers, and Edistoon amid the lampless, casting swan beams on the deep, threatens thunder upon malefactors, and sends whispers of frau, 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 froes, when Duke Hookback Crook upsets his ass 
booze worthies jeer and junket, but they booze him, ooze and buzz his ass when he looks like Hunket Plunket. By so as and so's and search a party on a lady in this city. Business, reading newspapers, smoking cigar, arranging tumblers on table, eating meals, pleasure, etc., etc. Pleasure, eating meals, arranging tumblers on table, smoking cigar, reading newspaper, business. Minerals, wash and brush up, local views, juju toffee, comic and birthday cards. Those were the days, and he was their hero. Spinning Joe, he's the guy next door. He loves to go to work from nine to five. He hates his job, but nonetheless, he's always there before the rest to spin the truth before the news arrive. Story Spinning Joe, his reflexes are slow, his tongue is running like a watermill. Cattle tales and lies behind the funny smiles. He works around the clock to make things real. Hey, Joe, don't stop on my toe. Trust me, I don't wanna be a fool. Hey, Joe, let yourself go. You could be a good man after all. Hey, Joe, don't stop on my toe. Trust me, I. Except the ones that pay the bill Not that he's gay But he's willing to get laid For chance to blap and do nothing for real In the distance there's a sound The tower things are falling down Joe says they are not the ones they claim they found Just a messenger Someone else is watching from the higher ground Star is spinning fool He doesn't have a clue Words can hurt you even as you talk Plotting games are fun If you enjoy to run Do it, Joe, I'd rather take a walk Yeah.
like this. For Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Kevin Spence, sample of Wayward's Mean Signs Recreate Finnegan's Way. Then we heard La Colony Volvox doing Story Spinning Joe. Out of Boston, the Peasants, Bullfighters and Gunslingers. Out of Arizona, Phoenix, a confession by the Father Figures. Uh, yeah, Phoenix again, no volcano, new drugstore. New York drugstore, I'm sorry. And finally, uh, Tunnel Rat. God, is he out of Ohio? Somewhere east of the Rockies with Mountain Dew. Tell us something about Kevin Spence here. Yeah, so Kevin Kevin is a, um, a poet from also from British Columbia. Um he leads, he leads the British Columbia Finnegan's Wake Reading Group, so it's folks who get together every week, I believe, and they, um, they just read a couple pages of Finnegan's Wake, and they sort of riff off what it might mean and, and what kind of meanings they find hidden in there, because Joyce hid you know, Bible references and um, Irish history reference. You know, there's all kinds of stuff, so they get together. Well, Finnegan's week. Wake, if you get me, tell me if I got it right, but... They're going to fucking bury this dude, and he ain't really dead. Uh, right. He just drank too much, right? So begin right. again, yeah. Finnegan, wake up. You know, they, I don't know. Do they throw whiskey in his face or something? Something, they, something wakes him up while he's on the table there, so he ends up not getting buried. They're having a, a traditional Irish wake, which you, you set the body out on a table, and you drink whiskey all night, and you keep vigil over the body. And uh, Tim Finnegan doesn't want to miss the party, so he wakes up and starts drinking with them. <laughs> That's it. But the way, you know, what I also remember from the book, it begins with the same sentence it ends with. Right. It's about the Liffey, about this river that goes through Dublin, and how it's kind of a metaphor for infinity. And that's why I kind of thought of the family thing, because just, the, yeah. you know, the, yeah. there was the last shift, there's this shift, there's the next shift. But of course, I wouldn't want to reduce it down. Right, right. He's trying to talk about everything. He is talking about everything, and it's great. It's almost an encyclopedia. Right, that, uh, Dante, right? I tried to write this thing called definitely. the uh, banquet. You know, the the convivio. How Dante wanted to make an encyclopedia for his time, but actually, kind of did it when he was writing his 
revenge book. <laughs> so I think that Mr. Joyce was kind of out of that tradition too, where he's making a piece of art, but he's also making a kind of encyclopedia, trying to talk about all that we know up to that point. Right. And it's to hand down for others to get enough fucking colonies up to try to talk about everything they know <laughs> in the world right. at that moment too. And right, right. Look, Derek, I ask everybody this on the show, you know, anybody getting into something like this, what, what kind of advice would you give them? You know, um, I think what, I, what I've been amazed by is, um, is, you know, here I have this project that I've produced or put together, whatever you want to say, and I've been able to get uh, all kinds of people involved, you know, folks like yourself, people from all over the world, from Amsterdam, from Germany, from Canada, um, and it's been amazing. Uh, I would just encourage people, if they're excited about an idea, to pursue it and just re reach out to some folks. You know, with the internet, you can e email some. If you're excited about something and you know that there's some, you know, a, whatever, a musician, a teacher, a, whoever it is, send them an email and say, hey, you know, want to join this? Or re or in your, in your town, say, hey, you like this thing? Or... Uh, you know, it's just been amazing how willing people are to collaborate on this creative, creative project. Um, and it's been amazing how many people have really dedicated so much time and energy um, into making this music happen. Um, and we've, you know, we've given away all the music for free. Nobody's making money off it because, you know, and no record label would ever release a 31-hour thing, you know. So we just said, hey, we'll do this. Um, and that's what's been that's what's been amazing to me is just how willing people have been to collaborate and join up if you just ask them. So your advice is let the freak flag fly. Let the, let the freak flag fly and fly your freak flag and find the other people flying their flags and, and uh, go from there. That's good advice, Derek. I, mean, <laughs> I think what you're doing is a great thing. What you're trying to say is, okay, this man by himself, because... Writing is one of the most private of the, all the forms of expression. Right. But by him providing that piece of humanity that came from, yeah, the one mind, but actually it's him studying all the other minds, all the other works. Even though he did it by himself, was it by himself? Right, the right. great library of the world, right? But then he puts it out there. Now it becomes a, a chew toy, you know, for Minds from, like you said, different pads, different towns, or even the same town, or even the same class, to uh, share different kind of takes on. Yeah. You think it could have been any piece of work, or did it have to be Mr. Joyce's? You know, it's a good question. Um... Don't worry, you don't have to answer it. <laughs> I just put it out there. I'm so, so glad that you were on the show, though. Bitchin'. Thank you. Yeah, brother. thank you. Thank you for having me. It's okay. Uh, it's, and it's keep been on keeping on, and I'll get a hold of that Vancouver man, and we'll get your chapter happening. It's been the uh, June 11th, 2015 edition of the Waffle Peter Show. Special guest Derek Pyle. Everybody, keep your powder dry. <laughs>